close enough. What do you think, Kev? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, I'm not enamored with mine. I think my uh, gain's got to come up a little bit. There we go. Now you can hear me. Yeah, sound beautiful, Jerry. Sound beautiful. Okay. Remember, straight into that mic. Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, I think we're in good shape here. Sounds awesome. Does it? (laughs) (laughs) As good as it can. Welcome to the Exeter Underground, the weekly news and opinion forum for the people of Exeter, about the people of Exeter, and by the people of Exeter, keeping you up to date on the happenings of our town that you just can't find anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Jerry Gelliff and Kevin Foles. And here we are. Here we are. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Exeter Underground. Uh, I'm Jerry Gelliff, and he is Kevin Fole. Yeah, Kevin's new because uh, we had to we had to jettison Ted. Yes, he couldn't come on and talk, and then have to recuse himself from every conversation. So yeah, we had to do it that way. So as everybody may or may not know, uh, Ted got appointed to the Exeter Supervisors, and it's not fair for somebody to have a forum. That'd to be, spout be their BS. Though, yeah, it would <laughs> be. be. really interesting. It would be. So, you know, it, because Ted is a person who understands things like conflict of interest. Yep. There's other people in Exeter who don't. Um, because Ted understands it, he was like, yeah, I got to step away. So went on a search, uh, decided on, thought about a couple of people, and Kevin was the better fit. Thanks, Jerry. So in my mind. Thank you. So sweet of you. Thank you. So sweet of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell it, us about you, Kev. Thanks for having me um, and inviting me on this. And I have uh, very big shoes to to uh, fill. Did, have you ever seen Ted's feet? They're Ted's got big friggin' feet. Huge feet. Huge feet. Huge what does that feet. say about him? Right. Well, well, we could talk about it at a different time, right? Um, again, my name's Kevin Fole. I'm a father of two, husband of one. Um, I'm a business owner, an entrepreneur. Uh, an original constitutionalist. I think that's why you and I, Jerry, hit it off. Exactly. And uh, I've lived in Exeter for 17 years, and um, our kids recently transferred from a charter school to Exeter about three years ago, um, partly because of uh, everything going on with COVID and the masks because their school was just insane. And then we come back to Exeter, and Exeter started masking kids. So that's when I started getting involved and starting seeing everything going on at the local level and and uh, seen with Exeter, so that's why I'm here. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, I can fill those big. I'm I'm six foot five, so I got big feet too. Yeah, you know, I'd forgotten how tall you are. <laughs> you walked up the hallway, and I was like, "Shit, man!" I forgot how tall Ken was. <laughs> I got big feet too. Big feet too, Jerry. I'm size nine. Was that uh, tell you? Twelve and a half. <laughs> Which is small for a guy six foot five, but hey. Okay, be that as it may. So we've got uh, topics uh, this week would include uh, the, the, the we've, we've got a supervisor's meeting and we've got a school board meeting. So uh, let's jump right into it. I figured that what we would do is do the supervisor's meeting first. Cool. And leave the school board because to, to me there's more fireworks than the school board. So we'll keep everybody here. You think so? I, I, live, I was watching both and I was like... Ooh, ooh, oh, jeez, oh, jeez. And then the school board went on like, oh, oh, jeez. I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's 50-50. I think the supervisors was pretty interesting. And I yeah. think the school board was not as fiery, but it was just more, uh, there's more material, let's say, at the school board than there is at the, <laughs> at the SUPS. But 
many more clips for the school board. But but that's you know it's partially. I'll explain it. I'll explain why there's more <laughs> clips for the school board. It's it, it's my stupidity. It's 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 the way I think, uh, which is what drew it. So here we are at the supervisors meeting now. Uh, many things did happen. Of course, many things happened, and uh, the main one that that was grabbed onto by people in town was the thing with the appointment of a library director. That people were so enamored, not enamored, so bothered by what happened. And I really didn't think it was all that big a deal. Did you? I did. I, I did because I the way I the way I saw it, I I think the days of rubber stamping is done. Yes, that's clear. And that was clear and I think that the the um the committee or the board of the library has been getting everything they want rubber stamped and the days of, of, of that are done. Um, cause we want accountability. The taxpayers want accountability for where their mon- money's going to and rubber stamps don't, <laughs> they don't coincide with, <laughs> with, um, transparency. No, and that was don't. the thing that I got the most from, um, the Dave's on the subs it was transparency and rubber stamps and oh, okay just rubber stamp uh you know somebody for the uh for the library and they're like well this is the way it's always been done those days are done yep those yep. that's why we're in a situation we are that's why we're looking at a tax hike with everything going on that's why we're looking at all the ridiculousness going on whether it's uh locally statewide or even federally is because it's just a go along get along attitude and yep. one of the reasons why i'm happy that ted's on there I got mad respect for Ted, especially, you know, the conversations we've had at school board meetings and everything. Mm-hmm. Such an attention to detail, such no one does what what he and Mary Beth did. No one. Yeah. I've seen it at school board meetings, I've seen it everything, and I'm so happy that he's on on the supervisors because of that that detail is the opposite of rubber stamps. That is exactly correct. And and so what we're talking about here is that the uh the library came to ha- has to get their new library board members approved by the supervisors. The way it's actually written in their bylaws is that the Exeter supervisors get to approve eight and St. Lawrence gets to approve one. Right. I don't know how they determine who the one is. But, uh, but, but another I, rubber stamp process. Yeah, exactly. It is. But 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 how do they know when Joe Smith is off? Oh, we got to go to St. Lawrence for that one. Right. right. Or, or is it just that they do eight and then one? Who knows? But they that's the way they do it and as you said it's the way they've always done it and, and as we found out and, you, and you're going to hear in a, a a clip later on the way that this township has been running has been run is just has just been horrible i think we've seen a lot of that with everything that happened at reading country club we've seen with the school boards we've seen with the supervisors and everything and again the biggest problem, and I think, in politics as a whole, because like we were talking earlier, the school board says that they're not politicians. This is not a political seat. You, you bet your ass it is. You're politicians. You're running. That's right. Um, you are a politician. They are. And then when you look at the same thing with those people, with the the libraries, it's account when you when you attribute money to anything like that, there has to be accountability. And you're going to have people that don't like this person or that person, and I get it, and that's just the way a community works. But on the other hand is if a group of people behind closed doors are making a decision on on somebody 
And then you guys, the subs are like, hey, we're going to send them, what was it, $250,000 they sent them every 225. year? 225. It got raised to 225 this year. Okay. It was 150. Okay. And now it's 225. Hey, give me $150,000. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Is it, it's, you attribute the money. People want to know what's going on. It's the same thing what happened with the Reading Country Club. It wasn't necessarily, I think it's the, you know, you're allowed to do things that we're not. Right. Well, that's the same. Why do you get rubber stamped? That doesn't happen in a private business. Nope. You know, so on the other thing is like, I don't know if we want to dip into this now. Well, if it's a rubber stamp process for that, and the reason why you don't have a rubber stamp process is, is because who okayed the, the, uh, the reading hour that they had a couple of years ago? Hmm? What reading hour would that be, Kev? That would be the drag queen story hour for children at there the Exeter go. Library. Yeah, that's what I thought. Was that like imagine. two, three years ago it happened? It was since I've been here in Exeter, maybe three or four, but it's it's not much longer. So who made that decision? Yeah. Somebody was rubber stamped. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that is exactly why you don't rubber stamp people. Because when you make decisions like that, whether you're for or against it, there's consequences. Yeah. Especially when we were sending you money. Okay, so let's get into the, uh, the first clip. This is uh, Dave Hughes advising library director... Mallory Hoffman, that uh, he'd like for things to be uh, a little more open. I'm also concerned about the way this was, how was it advertised? Uh, we only have one, one candidate presented to us. I'd like to have more candidates to choose from. We are the board that decides who's going to be on the library board. And we should advertise this on our website, both on the Facebook and, and on our township face, uh, website. And okay, so that's an important thing. I'm going to do a start and stop so we can uh, comment along the way. That's an important thing because by, and again, through more of the clips that we play, you're going to hear that what they want, they being the library, is they want their little closed-end system. A little click. They don't want the, 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 the unwashed, the great unwashed, to infiltrate their little, uh, you know, bubble. Click. Yeah. Yeah. Click paid for with tax dollars. Right. Here we go. And uh, it looks like this, this candidate was chosen out of two, I believe, two candidates that you interviewed in. They decide that this is the candidate they want. And I'd like to interview other people. The last time I tried to do this, I was, uh, you know, uh, sidetracked on it. And we, three times, we waited to talk to the person who was applying for the board position, and we never got to meet them. Uh, I never got to question them. Uh, so this isn't going to happen this time. The person that wants this position is going to have to appear before the board. So what he's referring to there is back in, I think it was January, the library board had another opening or, or had an opening and they brought their one pick and the person wasn't there. And Dave said, well, I want to meet this person because mm -hmm. I got questions. And a couple of the other supervisors said, yeah, I got questions too. Can Three times this person never showed up and the other supervisors passed it. It was like a 4-1 vote. To just put this woman on the board. Like, I don't think that's going to happen this time. This dude better show up the next meeting. Right. Well, 
why would you vote on somebody that you don't know? And I don't know. I'm all with Dave with more choices. Who who wants to go to Giant and you have one coffee to choose from? Yeah. That's capitalism. As many choices as you can as possible. It's the same thing with people. If you have one... Listen, I talked to tons of businesses for the last five years. And they went from having a lot of applicants to in the last year and a half. None. Right. When you have someone for a job, you might there might be five people that are great for a job. One has one out one has personable skills. One has people skills. One has talking skills. One person is really, really good at their job, but they can't even tell you what their job is. Right. You don't want that person. You want you how do you choose the best out of one? It's difficult at best. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> and that's the thing. You, this is exactly the thing. You want as many as choices as possible. And I give Dave credit for that. Yeah. So uh, the next thing that we go on to. Can, can we go back real quick? Yes. What does, as a person who's new to some of this stuff, is what does the library board do? They j- just think of, of them as the supervisors of the, of the library. So if the library's, hey, we're going to do a promotion for. I don't know. For Boopadoo. Constitution Day, Flag Day, and here's some yeah. Constitution book, which would be nice, Jerry. But if they if they do know. some like little programs and stuff like that, yep. right? Okay. Like yeah, drag, I would imagine. Like Drag Queen Story Hour. Right. Stuff. Like they approve all this stuff. Oh, jeez. Right? So, so it, again, this is what they're trying to preserve. Mm-hmm. Their way of doing it to advance their political agenda. You know how long it would take to reform that board? You know what? I'll bet you if you get one person in there of they'll the right leave. mind. They'll all leave. Yeah, they don't have the guts to stick around. Right? Yeah. You get some loud mouth like us on there and be like. <laughs> <laughs> so on to the next clip. Um, it's that one. Um, so the role of the board of supervisors. This is Mallory Hoffman, library director. In this is to just approve the library board's appointment. We tell you who to approve and you do what you're told, boys and girls. Rubber stamp it, sit down and shut up. (laughs) Know your place. Right. We choose them. We vet them. We interview them. And then we send our choice to you guys. And then you do your thing. Yeah, which is cha-ching. We do this. We, we, we. Know your place. Mm-hmm. One choice. Can you and show then, me where that's written? Because I don't. It's in our bylaws. Oh, you're in it's your in bylaws. our bylaws. Yes. But it's yeah, not they're in our bylaws. No, it it has to do with funding. I do give her credit because at points it got really it, it got very tense in that room. Mm-hmm. Okay. I give her credit for standing there and remaining calm. Oh, I give her credit, yeah. Okay. I mean, I I don't know that I could have. Having that mindset of just do what I'm telling you. And the point is, the role of the supervisor, don't they basically decide who gets what when it comes sure. to the money? Sure. Then why does she think that she gets her way? <laughs> well, she doesn't. Because it's it, always it, been that way. In all honesty, I don't think she does think that. No, I think the board, she and the board thinks of the library thinks they do. No, they say, well, she explains in the clip. She under, she does understand that they, that they get funding. 
mm-hmm. but they just want it to be the way it's always been. Right. We, we, they we. want it the way it was with Greg Galtier. You know, they want it the way it was with Lisa Vanderline. Every, you know, just they, we don't have time for your seti, petty little BS. Right. You know, give us your money and shut up. Because you give us funding, you have that that choice of um, approval. You have to. And why, why, they, why do you think we would have a choice? But, of but I think so. If I can interject here, sure. I, I think so. Ted jumps in. The perception is that we really don't have a choice. That that because we're not we're not in that vetting that you're doing. So, in in my way of thinking, either a supervisor would be invited to that vetting, mm-hmm. so that our positions, our concerns could be vocalized. Or you would do the vetting in front of the board. If, if indeed it's essential to have the Board of Supervisors approve, which I assume it is. I assume you can't just do it without our approval. So there it is. I, I guess you can't do it without us. Right. Playing dumb, knowing full well. <laughs> right. And it's, but, but it's just, it's, we're not going to roll over anymore. And I think that's why a lot of people, and you, I see stuff on social media on certain pages and people are getting their feathers ruffled and honestly I'm a feather ruffler I like seeing especially when things have been run the way they have been but people that go along to get along mentality is frowned upon yeah oh my god why are you being mean this is not an emotional thing this is listen we want the best person for this and we don't how would they feel if they were just going to nominate somebody and well we vetted somebody and it's my brother and it well this year we're going to vote he gets a $35,000 salary right we'll just rubber stamp it that's all it's my brother what's wrong with my brother why don't you you have a problem and and he just happens to be maybe a minority and what are you against minorities yeah. <laughs> that's how these people work jerry you know it so we we get to uh the next clip which which is uh Ted and Mallory again no, I'm not trying to avoid your approval. I'm just saying that this is, it's, we choose, we send that person to you. Again, it's back to we, and you just do your part. It's us, not you. Mm-hmm. Do your part. You, and then but the, you approve. But I think what we're expressing is that that process is very black box to us. We don't know what goes on in that process. So one way to open up the process is to make an invitation and say, hey, would one of you like to come and, you know, watch the vetting, ask any questions that you might have, which then could create an advocate here at the Board of Supervisors to say, I... What is so hard? I'm not, I don't know the woman, I'm not saying anything disparaging, but what's so hard to, to understand about what Ted and Dave are saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I'd like, as a person, I'm a king of common sense, but I, I, I know you've had it your way for a long time. Well, we're not going to do it that way anymore. So change. Well, that's And what if it you is. don't like it, you're not going to get your funding. So, Kev, here it is. You know that there's, there's a couple of things about Exeter, okay? Nothing ever changes. <laughs> Nothing is allowed to change. I mean, that, that, that's why we're having such a... Such a shit time with the Reading Country Club. But nothing changes. You don't change anything about that. Yeah. Everything just rolls along. 
So we're going to build a municipal complex. Nothing changes. That's a change we want. That one's good. What do you mean we can't do it? What do you mean we're not going to do it? That's change. That's no good. Why are you against progress, Jerry? Right, exactly. Change, and number two is, that's not the way we do it in Exeter, Kev. Right, yep. See, so there are the two things, and and people are getting pushed back on. And they they don't like it. Yep. was in that interview process. This is a great candidate. We're lucky to have the library, which, by the way, I believe, we're lucky to have the library that we have here in Exeter, and we're lucky that there are people who are willing to volunteer their time to make it even better. But I think what the objection that you hear is that this seems to be a very mysterious process. And the more that you could do to open up that process, I think would benefit all of us. That's just my opinion. Not understanding the process at all, it gives me pause it gives me pause. It would give me pause too. I mean, you send me one person. Yeah, you, no, you're not getting your way. Sorry, sorry. It's it's not the way it goes. It's an arranged marriage, Jerry. Get over it. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so now we get a little further into the conversation, and uh, the other new supervisor, Dave Vollmer, gets involved and says this. Oh, well, I just want to make a comment. Um, that you know we give you a lot of money so we just we give you a lot of money <laughs> there's, there's a stage setter he's not wrong <laughs> be involved in the process that's the biggest thing here and we're getting involved in all the processes in the township this is a very that's an important thing that he but said d- did you hear what she said though did you hear in the background she's like well that's all right yeah it's all right Oh, I know it's all right because you know what we we either do or we don't do rubber stamps. It's it's all right if you get involved in everybody else's stuff, but leave mine alone. Right. Very active board, and if people want to be appointed or or to a board, they have to show up. I don't care what the reason is. This was a very important meeting, you know. Unless he had you know an extenuating circumstances, you know this this is a big deal, and people need to understand that that we're just not going to pass motions if they don't show up. You know, we want to support you. We have been supporting you as the board. But in in return, we're asking, we want to be part of the process. If we're not going to be part of the process, you know, it may affect funding next year. Uh, You know, just stating as a fact, because why would we want to be involved in things that we're not getting a reciprocal uh, information out of? Because we feel it's very important for the community to know the whole process. It may affect funding. Those are words that nobody in Exeter has heard in 50 years, I'll bet you. And thank God Dave said it. Yeah. It's about time people start saying that. that All across the country, every community, every school board, every supervisor, this is what needs to be said. If you're listening and you're going to run for a board or you're going to run for a school board seat, that is what needs to be said. It puts... Everybody on it. It was such a great statement to make Mm -hmm. because it puts everybody on notice for Mm -hmm. when they start in October Mm -hmm. or maybe they'll start in September. I think it's October. Generally, when they start the budget proceedings, you know, it's important to let people know funding may be affected. Good. There's consequences. And everybody wants transparency, whether it's federal, state, county local and i think it's more we talked about this earlier i think the local government is just the the most important that we have whether it's our kids education or whether it's our tax dollars all the taxes we pay 
your property taxes and your school taxes are the are the largest bit of it. Yes, they and, are. And it, and it goes to everything. And what Dave's saying is just give us some transparency. You want A from us, give us B. It's not that much to ask. It's really not. And if anybody really has a problem with it, that they're the problem, not Dave or, or Ted or no. a, the other Dave. If they're asking for transplant, if you want something from me, you're going to have to tell me why you need it. That's right. You want an increase of funding? Tell me why you need it. And here's why. And this is what the cost is. And tell me you went through how many bids to get or whatever. Whole another conversation. But there needs to be transparency because people are tired, tired of it. Yeah. Like I told you earlier when we were talking, it was like, what? How many years ago when they built the Exeter Commons, they said, your, your property taxes are going to go down. We're giving these people, all these businesses, a five-year tax deferred, which is done. New York's done it and everything. But you get a five-year tax deferred, and then that tax money is going to go to pay down. And then you, you get the whole BS conversation from Republicans saying, that, oh, we're going to get rid of property. You're never going to get rid of property taxes. But they said that they were going to give five-year tax deferred to the businesses, and then that tax revenue then would go to property taxes. That was what, 12 years ago? It's the Ed Rendell gambit. Oh, yeah, pass a casino gambling, and we'll be able to get rid of property taxes with the revenue. Sure. Do we still have property taxes? Yeah, I think we do. So it, it's it's the Dodge, yep. and they, 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 they suckered the people of Exeter with that one. Mm-hmm. There's no question. I wasn't here then, but... Uh, yeah, I would have called BS on that one. No, yeah, no, because then well, we can't possibly do that because we just have all these new costs and costs. I mean, we have to do all the A, B, C, D. We can't pop possibly use that tax revenue to give back to the people who pay the majority of the taxes in this community. It's just not going to happen. I, uh, I, I did. I intentionally did not pull the clip of uh, Dave Hughes. raking her over the coals for her social media posts because you know what? Enough has been made. You want to talk about it though? Yeah, we can talk about it. So he, he read two of her posts Mm -hmm. and said, uh, do you remember writing this? And one of them was use must go. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other one was something about Clarence Ham is a valuable employee and he can't be treated like this. And this board of supervisors is terrible. Something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And he said to her, well, you want me gone and you're talking about the people who fund you Mm -hmm. as though we're the worst people on the planet. You really need to think about whether you should be biting the hand that feeds you. I I agree with him. I just think it was petty. But on the other hand, as we believe that the First Amendment is absolute, on the opposite of what our president thinks. But um, there's consequences that comes with the First Amendment. So if you're going to rattle someone's cage like she did, and she did because Dave was upset about it, and rightfully so. If you want to do that, I think Dave just needs to have maybe a little bit thicker skin on that. But um, I also think that if you're going to say something so on social media, on a local thing like that, there's going to be consequences. You can't go around calling people all sorts of names and saying, I want this ad. It's the same reason why you don't go up to certain minorities and say a certain word because you're going to get knocked out. Well, if you're going to go on social media and you happen to be um, working for the library or whatever, and then you're going to go out and talk, talk about a supervisor. Like it, I think both cases, she shouldn't have done it. And it should have been a private conversation, I think, between that oh, instead of doing it. Agreed. Agreed. Because if you, I mean, my wife's uh, a teacher at a charter school. 
her kids don't know her politics and she doesn't talk about anything on social media. She doesn't post anything on social media. Um, she does, she does that because she knows that it could come back to bite her in the butt, whether right. from the administration, the school or parents. So if you don't put it out there, you can't be hurt by it. That's right. So in most cases, I tell this when I have politically advised uh, people and do business advisories, less is more. You don't have to say, and I say it to my 12-year-old son, you don't have to say everything that comes to your mouth, into your mind. This is something that I kind of still need to learn. <laughs> so do I, but I, I've, I've learned after owning businesses and having tons of employees and stuff like that. It's just been like, I learned from a long time ago that you just less is more. Like when I was advising guys that work for me and they're telling customers, and they're like, well, we don't have this. And I was like, you just talk for five minutes to tell them that we didn't have a product in stock. Mm -hmm. You gave him BS lies. Just tell him you don't have it and you'll get it for him. End of story. Well, it's guess all. what? She could have said, listen, uh, what Dave Hughes is doing, a, a little bit more kinder. If you're on either side of an avenue, it doesn't really matter what side. I think as a kinder way, there's things to get done the way you want. Or if, pull the person to a side. Why are you posting on social media ever anyway? Yeah. Well, you're doing it because you want attention. And then you want your little minions behind you. Whether you're right, left, or on any position, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Go have a private conversation with the person. Hash your things out. We have more in common with the people that we disagree with than most people think. Get it done. Have a private conversation with them. Like if you and I got a problem, am I going to post about it on social media? No, I'm going to call you. Yes, you are. And that's the that, that, that needs to be done on every single thing. The point is, is that she has a position in the community. Dave has a position in the community. It should have been, hey, let's have a private conversation about this instead of posting about it on social media or talking about it during a meeting and bringing up those social media. Yeah. I know why Dave did it. I know why he did it. But on the other hand is, is I like Dave. I support what he's doing with the supervisors and the amount of time that he puts in for that seat. But I also look at it as in like there's sometimes, listen, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But speak for yourself. <laughs> But he knew what he was doing because he printed them and he was going to talk about it that night because yeah. he knew he was going to be there. I right. get it. But on the other hand, he was just trying to top what she did because she it ticked him off. That it's a she, pissing match. Right. <laughs> For, and, and he considered it that way. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is she could do it. She could have done better. He could have done better. She didn't need to post that stuff on social media. He didn't have to say at a school board meeting, you know what? Go to Birdie's, have a beer, hash it out. And then most of the time, you're going to have more in common and you'll be able to work on your problems in the past. That's right. It's exactly right. It's like when we were kids and you get in a fight with somebody. Right? I got tons of fights when I was a kid. You know what? And most of those people I'm still friends with today. It was forgotten 10 minutes later. Yep. Yeah. That's what it was supposed to be. So now on to uh, the rest of the supervisor meeting. The, for me, the big issue in the uh, supervisor meeting was the canceling of the phase two of the, not the canceling, the discussion. Okay, let, let's not misspeak here. The, the discussion of the Perkyoman Avenue Phase 2 project. Okay, and all that happened around it. Um, you, you know, the, I, I don't understand the project. I did understand it when we were building a Taj Mahal, or as I used to call it, Kusadis Mahal. When we were building that, when that was a done deal. You're talking about the one on the top across from Sheets? Uh, no, well, yes, yes. Uh, the the and then promenade. And then they wanted to buy it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So so the township buys the property mm-hmm. at for two and a half million dollars, and then it gets canceled at the beginning of this year because it was going to be eighty million dollars. You know, so. If you want to say that this phase two was necessary because they've already done phase one for $1.15 million, right? If you want to say that this phase two is necessary to beautify the area. But can you explain to me one government building that brought businesses, local government, okay? I fully understand that the federal government has a bit, basically there has been a building project for the last 20 years in Arlington, Virginia, to take care of all of the lobbyists that have filtered into D.C. since 9-11. Not talking about that. Talking about the local government building that brought one business. We shouldn't have dead air, Jerry. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, point. So, So now, with the cancellation of that, what we have is a phase two project that's just not needed. You don't need this quote unquote walkable Perky Omen Avenue because nobody friggin' walks on that road. You know what I think we should call it is six inch curbs and hit and runs. <laughs> that's what it's going to come down to. That's that literally what it's going to come down to is that you're going to have a six inch curb that they talked about. At this, and uh, thankfully somebody brought it up. I don't remember who it was. You're going to have a six inch curb and then a sidewalk, and then walls to protect the businesses. Yes. But there's not going to be any protections for the citizens that are going to be walking. No. So you're going to have a six-inch curb between you and people driving on 422. I just want to make a comment. Well, that's in the the one spot, okay? Um, There it is. That's in just the one spot in front of Dr. Borja's place, in front of Spine and Wellness Center. The, the, The sidewalks are projected to be inward. It's just that that's the only spot that that was going to happen. God, the only okay. stop to the, that you that we think. Well, well no, that's mean, the way it's the designed. You mean the walkway and the wall will be there. Yes. Okay, so yes. there won't be a wall. So that might actually be better because then you won't have a Dale Earnhardt incident. You right. just will get hit. Right. <laughs> and then, so, so the... There's not going to be a wall to smash you up against. You're just going to get smashed. Yeah. And that's okay. And because the drivers in Exeter are so trustworthy. And they pay attention. The, right. I driving yesterday, covered, turning to trick, uh, Chick-fil-A to take my kid right by the township. Kid's making a left-hand turn in a Jeep. He's looking down at his phone as he's turning left. Oh, chase like, him down and punch him. Right? <laughs> like, uh, you know, he's, I don't even, trust me, I'd love to. But that's the type of stuff that you see. And it's not just young people. I've seen cops in Exeter driving with their phones when they're yeah. driving too. So it's not everybody still does it. It's against the law. Just, it, that's a whole other conversation that laws don't stop people from doing illegal stuff but so kev this is like you know again i i don't see the point in this uh beautification project because it's not going to bring more businesses to me that's basically a landlocked area Mm -hmm. i mean how much more shit are you going to jam into that area right let's put some much let's put some more shitty uh, radio shacks there and then just tear them down exactly so so that's where we're going so you know what i was thinking I was thinking that we could do a walk up Perkyoman Avenue, you and I. We'll, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So, so we'll take a walk and and we'll uh, we, we'll do some uh, we'll do some commentary along the way. Okay. So, what we'll do is we'll park our car. You want to somewhere? Get, we'll, we'll, well, we we'll park to. our car somewhere. There's not a parking lot for us to use this walkable area. 
But look at how beautiful it is, Kev. It's it looking is. great, isn't it? The it project's is. all done. It, is. it looks wonderful. There are these new street lamps. The street lights do look nice. How much were they a piece? Probably a couple of thousand dollars. They look nice, though. Oh, they're beautiful, right? So, okay. So, we've parked our car somewhere. And now we're starting to walk. We're starting at Fulton Bank. Do you need some money, Kev? Uh, I, I don't want to pay the $2.50 charge, so I'm going to run down to Citizens and I'll meet you back here in five seconds. Okay, all right. So run down to Citizens, and now we're walking up Perkyoman on that side, okay, on the uh, whatever side that would be, the yeah. south side. I don't know, whichever one it is. We're running by, we're walking by Dr. Borja's place, yes. okay? I'm going to go ahead and get your back cracked. Yep. Let's go ahead and get our backs cracked, okay? That'll be great, man. There it is. Got it. Done. Cracked okay. It we're good. Now we're moving. We're walking back up Perky Omen Avenue. We can stop and get a case of beer, too, while we're out. Yeah. Well, well, that's where we are, right? So so we'll grab some beer. You know what? I just, I, I've got some uh, dry cleaning to drop off, too. Hollywood cleaners right there, Can't right? get our haircut at Cabrias anymore, so no, we'll have to get our no, dry cleaning well, done. Well, that's another story. <laughs> but uh, so we'll, uh, we'll continue on. You've got your beer. I've dropped off my... Dry clean, and it looks so beautiful because there's no businesses that because there's no buildable land for businesses or anything there. It's just going right. to be what it is with a sidewalk, right? So, you wanted to get your hair cut at Cambria's? We could go to Dawn's Hair Place. Yeah, uh, we could go there and get them done. And you want to get a haircut? Yep, we could go there. Okay, I'll go to I think it's called Kim's Nails. Yeah, I'll go over there and get a pedicure. And we got some vaping stuff too. I think there's right there. There's a vape store right there. There is a vape store. That's right. Yes. So, you know, I don't vape, but what the shit? Right. I'll buy it. We, gotta, yeah. we, we have to, uh, you know, we have to make the, the people of Exeter. We, we have to support Exeter. This kind of feels like the Philadelphia outlets, Jared. <laughs> so, all right. We've got our, you've got your hair cut. My feet are feeling good. Right. We've got our vape stuff that I'm going to throw away mine. We start walking further up. Oh, look, it's a tattoo shop. Nice. Tattoo shop. You want to go in to get a tattoo? I do, I do, I do. Okay, what kind of tattoo? What, what are you going to get? Something black and gray. Something black and black gray. And, you know what I'm going to get? I don't have any tattoos. That's a shame. I look at myself as a rebel because of Nowadays, that. yeah, everybody's going I'm the rebel now because yeah. I don't have a tattoo. You know, I uh, I think I'm going to get one dot. And then when people say, got a tattoo? Yep, got a tattoo. That was like on Bosom Buddies when Tom Hanks got drunk. That's going way back. When Bosom Buddies, they got a did tattoo. Did he do that? He did the same thing. Just oh, to, okay. And they called it a blue mole. I thought I, came, I I thought I came up original. No, see, Jerry, bosom buddies. Come on, man. Yeah, love the show. So now we're walking again. Okay, we go a little bit further up. Oh man, Alberugi, Alabrihe, one of my favorite places. Yes, I always call it Alberugi. I don't know why. They have excellent food. I don't care what you call it. Real good food and great margaritas. Want to have a margarita while we're here? Definitely, definitely. You have a margarita. But look at all this that we're getting done by walking. Kev. Yes. This is wonderful. And isn't the sidewalk nice? Can you hear our footsteps? Yes. 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 Okay. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's so beautiful. The only thing that I really fear is the cars. Well, they're far enough off. Okay. We're good. We'll see. Right. Yeah. So so we'll we're, going, we're we're going along again. We're moving again. We're further up from Alabrihe. What are we coming to? Domino's Pizza, dude. We can go in here and get some plastic tasting shitty pizza. Yes. Are you in? I'm I'm definitely in. And I'm also gonna have to stop by. The, is there a bathroom along this here this way? Because we're gonna need it after this pizza. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. Now we're gonna go a little bit further up, and and we're gonna come to Heck Brothers Florist. 
A little woman needs some flowers. We get some flowers. We do, and you can. Right? There's natural healing guy back there too. Yes, he sells like CBD, CBD stuff, gummies, right? Yes. So I think he's okay. a chiropractor too. I'm not sure. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we've got. We can stop back there, yep. and then we get back out on the road. What's the next thing we're coming to? We can pick up pool supplies. Yes. You need some shock for your pool. You need some uh, chlorine tablets, whatever. I like to take one every once in a while just to clean the system out, especially okay. after Domino's. <laughs> you take one of the chlorine tablets. Okay. Yep. All right. Small, small doses. So now we'll we'll we're carrying this stuff. It's a good thing that I brought one of. My little red wagon. I was going to say, do so they allow sharpen carts from like Target or something? Down no, no, there? no. I, br I brought the, the little red wagon. Okay, good. So we, we can keep going. And next up is Tower Health, right? There's yeah. Tower Health right there. Yep. Need your blood pressure checked. Yeah. Need anything at all? Yeah, or are you good? Can we skip them? We can see Dr. Cameron, who's, give, uh, who's delivered probably 90% of Berks County. Okay. Well, okay. We'll go in and have him check our vaginas <laughs> so <laughs> it is 2022 Jerry. <laughs> we'll cross the street i could use some braces yes let's go to exeter orthodontics Definitely. it's great it's wonderful this has been a great trip so far it really has and we've walked in it because it's beautiful it's a beautiful day 72 degrees it's wonderful isn't it is it? the sun is shining the okay. birds are chirping all right so now we've had our initial appointment for uh, some orthodontic work. We're going to get back on. Oh, look. It's Vinny Bianconi's house. Wave to Vinny. Hi, Vin. How you doing, Vin? How's it going? He doesn't see us. He's pretending he doesn't see yeah. us. That guy's a character. Total character. We're going to keep on walking. It's just some houses now, right? But they're nice houses. And yes. They've got wonderful sidewalks beautiful now. Houses. And it only costs like between 4 and $5 million to do this. That's it? That's all. We should do this everywhere. I know. So now we're, we're, we're still moving. We've got, uh, what is the place called? Beth Shore Accounting? You need yes. some accounting done? You need somebody to add some stuff up for yeah, you? Maybe next week, but not this week. Okay, so we'll skip her. We're going to go a little further down. There's some more houses. Now we come to the Turk Realtors. Let's go buy a house. Of course. Let's buy a house. Interest, rate, interest rates are sweet right now. Yeah, man, let's go. Yep. Let's All right, it. next, we're going to go to... Uh, this entire project ends at Effie's Charcoal Chef. Go in there. Breakfast is decent. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 really full, and it's afternoon. But what the hell, right? Yeah. So maybe we'll just get coffee. Yes. The, the question is, is why isn't this walk going to be longer? Oh, we're not done. <laughs> we're not done. We, we gotta come down just the go other right side. into Reading. We got to come down the other side. Oh, okay? that's going to be really sweet then. So now we're going to cross the street. Dodging Safely. cars the whole way. No. Looking both ways twice. Of course. This way. This and way. we'll start this walking way. back. Now, we're on the median now in Lifton. I mean, there's nothing but houses. Right. But then eventually we're going to come to Pagoda uh, Winery, Winery, right? We can go in there. Let, let's, let's get a couple of pops, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? I'm Have down. A little bit of wine. We're good. Listen to some music or something, right? Right? Now, we're drunk off our asses. What do we do next? We get hit by a car. No, we walk oh. next door to Reformation Lutheran Church in a tone. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. This is what it's all about. And then we get hit by a car, right, Jerry? Then we get hit yeah. by a car okay. because there's no sidewalks on this side. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're going to cross at Reformation Lutheran. And I do sound drunk, don't I? And we're going to go back down the sidewalk on the other side. 
But we're not going to stop where our car is parked, wherever that is. Right. Because there's not a parking lot. And we're still carrying all this stuff. So. And this is completely walkable, and I've got the cart behind us. So we're going to keep going. Now we've got, uh, you've already been to Citizens Bank. That's okay. Yep. So if you want, we could cross again, and we could go over to Sheets. Is there anything you need at Sheets? I do. I do. There's all, there's all that stuff at Sheets that... You know, it's it's a little less effective than Domino's. Yeah. So if you need a high colonic or something, go to Domino's. If you just want to be cleaned out nicely, you can get some stuff at Sheets. Okay. So a schmuffin, perhaps. Yes. A schmuffin. schmuffin. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll 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 walk further down. Now there's no sidewalks here, I don't think. So so we're going to be walking through a parking lot, and we'll go into the Boscovs here. You need anything at Boscovs? No, but I'm going to go hit some weights for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. You go to Exeter Gym. I'm going to run over to Bruno's Pizza. Because I'm a big fan of Bruno's. Okay, good. love Bruno's pizza. I mean, I'm really full still, even though we've done all of this walking. It's been like three hours, hasn't it? It's, oh my God, it's taken us forever. My back's killing me. It's been hours. It's an all-day thing. You need another Kraken? I do. We may okay. have to go back to, all right. we may have to go see the doc. So, so I'll go to Bruno's, and then we can go over to, uh, what is that? Home and Natural Foods. Yes. And buy some stuff. I don't know what. Maybe some sandals or something. Um, what's those shoes that the people wear? Birkenstocks. Yes. You'll buy some Birkenstocks. We wore them at Kusan back in the 90s. Right. So. Okay. So uh, now we've got all of that. Now let's make our start making our way back to our car. Right? We can stop at the Verizon store. You've got Verizon. I do. Are you a Verizon customer? You're not a Verizon customer. Okay. I am. I could use some phone accessories. So let's go there. And now, after that, we we can walk to um, we can walk to to the breakfast hut. I mean, I'm really full, but we got to give them some money too, yeah, don't we? Have, we? we have, it's going to be such an economical boom that there's going to be businesses popping up everywhere. Precisely what I'm getting at. All right, so now we're gonna leave the breakfast hut, and we got the mattress store. Going to buy a mattress. Can we fit a mattress on that little trailer thing we you got cannot, behind us? We cannot, so I'm going to have to carry the mattress. We'll put it on top of our cars. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I will I will grab the... You're going to have to drag the car. The, got the, it. The, the, I'll right. do it. Okay. Now, I've got the, uh, the mattress. We can walk back to our car, wherever that is, because there's not a parking lot for people to park their cars and do all this goddamn walking. But, Jerry, it's not about parking. It's about... It is about, but how are you going to get there to walk? You walk to walk, You Jerry. walk to walk? Yes. I'm not walking from Farming Ridge to walk more. Well, then that's probably is not a good project to, to okay then. Is that what you're getting at? I think it Ultimately, is. Ultimately, boy, that sound effect ended perfectly. <laughs> right, it did, right? Yeah, I just... I didn't uh, even try to do that. A, safety reasons. B, it's... I just... I see people walking it now. You don't need all the lights. What are people... I think it, it is... It, there's better ways to spend them. Hundred percent. There's better ways. Or don't spend any and don't raise taxes. See, so here's the way it goes. I'm going to do the Joe Biden thing. I'm going to whisper into the mic because it's better that way. <laughs> That's the emphasis, Kev. <laughs> I can smell it. I can taste it. <laughs> <laughs> so now the way it actually goes is 3.2 million dollars is state grants. Now, can you get businesses to give you like coupons to make that a little bit le- a little bit lower? Like you get five percent off. No, 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 you can't. No. So three point two million dollars of the four million or four point one or something is uh, state grants, and then Exeter 
taxpayers have to kick in the rest. Can we pause on that one? Yes. The funniest part is I've had conversations in the past with people who are like, well, it's just a grant. And I'm like, well, where do you think that money comes from? Well, it comes from the state government. And I said, and where do you think the state government gets that money? Well, it's, it's you know, Governor Wolf's giving it to us. I'm like, they're taking it out of your front pocket and going to give it to you in your other pocket. That's taking it out doing. of the left, putting it in the right. Mm-hmm. So we're in for 800000 and we were in for 800000 before this inflation. So what is that now? 1.2, 1.3, million maybe. Maybe it's double the eight hundred. So, I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. And it's funny because the guy from McMahon, who is the architects who worked all this stuff up, mm-hmm. when the supervisor said, yeah, I don't think we want to do this. He was like, but you're giving up grant money. You don't understand. You're giving up money. You can't do that. Right. You're giving up free money. This is graft. This is how you pay people off. Do you understand? He didn't actually say that. Right, but, but he still. could have. This is this is the way it goes. It's like when your wife comes home uh, from shopping, and she and she spent three hundred dollars. You're like, yeah, but it was fifteen percent off. You just still spent three hundred dollars. What are you talking about? Okay, you didn't but spend it was on sale. It yeah. was on sale. I had a coupon. It was fifteen percent off. It doesn't matter. You're still spending the money. Don't do it. Cut it out. So that's uh, you know the, the other things that the the supervisors did were, um, you know, less. Less sexy than, than this stuff, but uh, if you want to know what they did, go to exeterexaminer.us and read the story. So now we will get to the school board meeting. And the big issue from the school board meeting was, of course, Kev? The tax hike. The tax hike, which we knew was coming, but at least they settled it. And we're going to get a 1.5% tax hike. Thank you so much. Especially with the ad in uh, selling us out to the PA American Water, which is a whole other conversation. But um, way to raise taxes. Yeah. At this time, during inflation, when everything is way more expensive. So, which I constantly wrote on the uh, on their um, social media posts is, why are you attacking low income and old people? Yeah, that's a great exactly question. what's going to because the inflation is hurting people on on sets on on. Um, you know, set incomes for our elderly that are retired or whatnot, things are already tight as it is. You know, inflation is what it is. You're not going to get a Social Security increase or whatever. Um, but you're going to be raises ta- raising tax on this. So let me guess. Here's what's due. Anybody who votes for this and then old people lose their houses because their taxes are too high. They've paid their taxes off because we all know you really don't own your house when you have to pay taxes. So when these people, if anybody loses their house because they can't afford the increase in taxes because they're just trying to feed themselves and get by, how about all the school members help the woman pay her taxes? How about that? That's a great idea. Right. That's the you, way that works. Right. Consequences for your actions. Right, guys. So if you're going to raise taxes, I would love everybody on the school board who's going to vote to raise taxes to explain what they're going to do to help people on fixed income, whether you're elderly or you're low income that or you can't exactly work. Right. Say you're disabled. What are you you're raising? This is the way they're doing it. They're raising taxes on the disabled 
low-income poor people, and old people. That's the way it needs to be phrased. You want to stop these people from raising taxes? It's, you and I aren't going to really be affected by it. But no. it's going to affect low-income people, right. disabled people, and elderly people who are, right. all live on fixed incomes. So when you sit there and you say nay or yes on your vote, remember exactly who voted for these people or who's voting for the tax increase because those are the people. So when these people, when people do lose their houses or they have to move out of Exeter, these people need to be held accountable. I hear you. So now here we are at the tax hike. And uh, the first clip we have is uh, Dr. M and I apologize. I cannot say this woman's name. It is a very difficult uh, uh, it's the best way to do it. Instead of murdering it, just yeah. abbreviate it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Dr. M is going to explain to us why we can't cut anything. Save a, save a class here, a class there. But the teachers, remember at the high school, we talk about maybe you know, eliminating a social studies elective and eliminating an English elective. The students have to still go somewhere. Elective doesn't mean they don't need the course. It means that they're getting to choose what those credits would be. This is the the acting superintendent, right? Correct. correct. Okay, um, I was at the school board meeting when her contract was. Saying, you know how we can make a cut? <laughs> she gets paid eight hundred dollars a day. Get rid of her. Yeah. Why not? We we, we just stopped paying uh, Doctor Minor just yep. at the beginning of this month, so why not put Christy in there? Yeah, just she she, she could hit the ground running, kid. Mm-hmm. So we're still paying. And she's Dr. gonna M. be she's gonna be in the fall, right? Uh, July first. She she's already over. salaried, right? Yep. So why are we paying this woman an extra eight hundred dollars? There's your I don't co- know eight hundred eight hundred dollars a day, three days a week. That's how much money is that, Jerry? Twenty four hundred a week. Okay, so there you go. Times four weeks. Well, that it's not gonna get a six inch curb and you know the beautiful <laughs> walk away we just did. That's not gonna get that fixed. But you get, you get what I'm saying. Yes. There's nothing to cut in a budget like. A, I ran, I ran a business for 26 years, and I own multiple businesses, and I've run them. There's always something to cut. Sure there is. If you take one course here and one course here, you're not saving one course and one course here. You're not saving a teacher because all of those teachers have different certifications. So you can't move a social studies teacher to English. In elementary, we can move our teachers around, and we can you know, kind of combine and move some things around. But when you get into the secondary education, all of those teachers have different certifications. Even in the sciences, a biology teacher can't teach chemistry. I was a chemistry teacher. I couldn't teach biology. I get what she's saying. I do too. But it's a dodge. Right. And it's the same thing as when Dr. Minor and, we, and Ted, great Ted, was making the point of why are our test scores low. And my wife, who's taught third and fourth grade for 21 years, was sitting next to me. And Dr. Minor spouted that. Well, the test scores are low is because the kids have been singing, been taught to sing the ABC song in <laughs> kindergarten. The test scores for our graduates are low because the kids are taught the ABC, taught to sing the ABC song when they're in kindergarten. And that's why when they graduate, that's why, oh, what is it, 40% of the kids uh, graduate efficient in math and English or whatever. It, Jerry, it's it's because they were taught to sing the AB. They that, were, I equated that superintendent to answer that? to this superintendent answer. <laughs> it's variation on a theme. I teach physics. So taking one class here, one class there, at, at that level is still not going to save you. You'd have to, I, 
Okay, I can put up with that BS so long. Um, so that's why you can't cut. Nothing is cut. You can't cut anything. Nothing can be cut. Next, they're going to say, well, do you want dumb kids? Is that what you want, Mr. Meany? If you cut, kids are going to become dumb. If you cut, children die. <laughs> I didn't want to go there first, but I was going there. I was going to go to the little plateau before we go to that one. That's, that's the one that just ends the conversation. Yes. That, yeah. yeah. You can't cut because kids are going to be dumb and die, and you don't want dumb, dead kids. Yeah. So we have um, Julie Schaefer explaining how she feels. You know, while I would love to say also we don't increase, I think I had mentioned before, I'd like to see a 1%, but I would be willing to agree to 1.5%. Um, there is really nothing that we can cut. There it is. There's nothing we can cut, Jerry. There's nothing that we can cut. Nothing. And I'll be okay with a 1% because it's lower than the 1.5 and I'm going to look good in the voters' eyes because I was against a 1.5, which she'll vote for, I guarantee it. Yes, but. I said I would support one, but everyone else is going on get it. rubber stamping it, Jerry. <laughs> you know, an increasing an activity fee is going to be a very small fraction um, to decrease any type of tax increase. And, you know, our fuel costs alone are going up, you know, 150%. So, you know, unfortunately, it's just kind of the world we live in. When people say you know repeatedly, they either don't know or they're bullshitting. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. And it's the same thing with people when they jabber on. And everything is going up in cost. And in order to sustain and continue to decrease our deficit, I think a 1.5% increase. We're going we're gonna to decrease our deficit by spending more. Yes. We're going to decrease our deficit by spending more. We also need a sidewalk going on um, St. Lawrence <laughs> Avenue so I can walk down to Musso's. Just so you know. There's nothing we can cut. Absolutely nothing that can be cut. Nothing. Amazing. Okay, so uh, after nothing to cut, of course. That's two people said that there's nothing to cut. Oh, yeah. yeah that's two people said there's nothing to cut. If the next person the clip says that, I'm leaving. Well, here's, here's what I'm going to do, okay? <coughs> I'm going to show you something that could be cut. Okay, this is Dr. M again. The district engages in a continuous cycle of monitoring of school safety needs and with the support of the board of directors have made these issues a priority, including current discussion. She is explaining uh, after the, the shooting in Uvalde. Mm -hmm. Okay, she's explaining what the, the school board is doing, what they're directors doing to have react. have made these issues a priority including current discussion and consideration for a new position of a school safety and security coordinator. A new position, Kev. But a new no position, but there's nothing to cut. Well, again, that, I didn't want to go there, but that's going to go with the kids' whole thing that we were just talking about. They're going to, hey, well, we have to raise tax. That one, this is the way they're going to go at it. We're raising your taxes 1.5 to keep your kids safe. That's, I guarantee you, that's what the oh, people... Oh, that's the, so that's, astute. That's what it's going to come to. That's what, exactly what it's going to come to is, um, well, you want dead kids? You're going to pay that 1.5 and you're going to be happy. You're a great big meanie. You want everybody to die. Mm -hmm. You want kids dead. You want, you want adults dead. You want everybody to These die. That's not what I want. Why are you greedy? 
Yeah, exactly. You're a greedy bastard. Okay. So now we have Tim Morgan uh, on, on tax. And I, refresh my memory. Do you remember talking to Tim last year when he was running? Oh, yeah. What did Tim say? He was for personal choice and, le- and not raising taxes. He stood in my driveway and told me it was for personal choice. And then two meetings in the school board meeting, he voted to mandate masks. Personal choice and and fiscal responsibility. Did he say anything like that as well? Yeah, I think that was pretty much the aspect of it. Yeah, responsibility and he's against tax hikes. Yep. Okay. Make advances in, in, in where we're at. Um, our programs are successful in the district. We saw it today. Uh, we've saw it with the programs are successful. Forty percent proficiency in math. Right. No, that's because of the ABC. You're forgetting, Jerry. Clear it through your thick head. Back to Jerry wanting everybody dead. Right. <laughs> program presentation, I think, a month ago and two months ago. With the, and same with, 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 the, uh, with the other liberal arts programs, with the music program. These are programs that if we even thought about cutting, would take years and years to rebuild them to where they are today. Years and years to rebuild? Why do you have to rebuild something that you've got? Hey, we're going to knock down that building over there because it's not needed anymore and we can't afford it later on we'll Works. rebuild it but it'll take years and more money to rebuild it yes i don't understand um i continue to support what i said last time which was a 1.75 percent tax increase with the exception that but wait you told kev you're against tax hikes yeah, yeah 1.75 of all the people that we've heard talk about tax hikes so far he's he's the once the most yeah. If there was money found from the state, as we're showing here, that that would go directly back to the to the taxpayer, not to the to the deficit. So, if we were voting on this at the end of the month, I'd be in support of the one point five percent. See, so what the, what that is, what he's talking about is uh, Brian Fike, the business manager, has this plan to arrest the deficit spending in three years, and they have to they have to apply extra money. Uh, to the debt, okay? And that's why they keep making that distinction because they're putting extra money on the debt to to erase the uh, structural deficit. Got it. Okay, so there we are. Um, next, we have John Fiddler. And Fiddler was the only one who actually said the C word. It doesn't pass. Then you have, what, two days to pay to... You don't have anything because you have to advertise a meeting. Yeah, and exactly. You can't advertise a meeting. So it seems to me we ought to we ought to get our ducks in a row now. Um, and, and I like uh, Tim's suggestion. If you could give us some alternative plans, would be so. so if, you know, if we you know, Mr. Mel's asked for a lot of uh, information. You know, to, schools. I, I've been at some really tough schools that we had to cut. And wait a minute, they had to cut. There was things to cut. Right, there's nothing to cut. They found something to cut at some of the schools where Brian has worked. There's nothing to cut. (laughs) The first thing you usually do is extracurricular. Not not instructional. Not instructional. Yeah. You know, your your clubs. Uh, I can give just examples. Uh, Salaries at the junior high advisors forty two thousand. Salaries at the senior advisors one hundred twenty thousand. Now you multiply that by one point four four three. To get the true cause. Did you zone out like I just did? I try to because I listen to this and it, it just annoys the hell out of me. Because you also get visas and uh, social security on that. Um, 
I don't know if you want to cut those types of programs. Uh, JV sports, uh, varsity sports. Uh, the thing that I don't understand is why did he not go, okay, JV sports costs us this much. This thing costs us that much. That thing costs us this much. Put numbers out there. Mm-hmm. Put numbers out there. I mean, they're not going for it anyway. They're not. This is the thing. When they say that, oh, Lord, there's nothing to cut. And this is the thing that you've seen if you've been in politics as long as I have. They always go for the things that people care about. You know how many parents would lose their shit if their kid's JV team got squashed? Oh, yeah. This? And what does, what do, what do governments, city governments always do when they, people are against taxes? Well, we got to cut our police and fire mm-hmm. because they protect it. So, well, not yeah. legally or forced, but you get what I'm saying. They always say they're going to cut police and fire because you can't possibly cut that because there's nothing to cut, Jerry. There's nothing to cut. No. I, I wouldn't want to be the one suggesting that. <laughs> I saw a number, I saw a number just today uh, that we're going to be spending. I wouldn't want to be the one who suggests that mm-hmm. because I don't want my balls to get chopped off. I'll vote for it, but I wouldn't want to be the one that brings it up. Well, Brian doesn't get a vote. North, somewhere north of twenty thousand dollars to <coughs> refurbish and recertify football helmets. helmets. Correct. Well, do we want football helmets, or do we want our forty percent of third graders who can't read at grade level to read at grade level? See, that that's a really good question. That's mm-hmm. a valid question, mm-hmm. and it's one that deserves to be taken seriously. It does. Okay, and of course, it isn't. No. It's, no. a, it's, it's a smart question. It's just the thing is, is that you know no one's – they're not going to undo the extra football program. Okay. They're not going to do that. But Especially after winning District 3 championship. Right. They're going to get whatever they want. But, but uh, you know, whether, whether it, it, it's efficacious or not d- d- doesn't even matter. Mm-mm. Because three words, Kev. Ain't nothing cut. <laughs> Okay, so now we have Bob Quinner who who explains to John about the helmets. Here we go. And has something else to say. Excuse me. Go ahead. Go yeah, go ahead, Mr. I'm Quinner. paying just as a good portion of that three hundred and seventy five month myself. In fact, pay a little more than that. My electric bill went up a hundred bucks. So we have a conscious program of petroleum reduction and solar products, which affects everything from food to transportation to me going to work in the morning or whenever I go to work. Or whenever I go to work. Can okay. we have a, no. My electric bill's up a hundred bucks. Turn off some friggin' lights, Bob. Frank. We also have kids... We have a nationally recognized problem with our child children's development. Both medical. Yeah, it's called COVID. It's called asshole school board members who shut down their schools. Yep. Mentally and academically. For me, I'll spend my extra $500 a month. Because I've got it to spend. 
When I do work, well, when I feel like going to work. <laughs> when I call my wife, Muffy, uh, we're going to go to the yard or should I go to work this morning? When I'm reshoeing my polo horse. <laughs> Before, uh, you know, I play water polo. Any idea how many of those damned horses I've drowned this year? <laughs> and I'll throw in another 85 for the school district to try to make up for what we did to those kids last year. That's okay. Right there. They said it. You and I had this conversation earlier today. They did it. Yep. The state government didn't do it because when I had when I had to go pull my daughter out for close contact, which was against the law because there's only two diseases that are communicable diseases like that they're allowed to do it. That's illegal. But they were all about passing the buck. Well, I said, well, you know, the CDC says this, 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 this. Well, we don't follow the CDC. But I went to school board meetings. Well, the CDC says we have to do this, and we're following this. I'm like, no. No, no, no. You were just passing the buck. Every person that is on the school board did this to our children in an Exeter. They did it. Well, we wouldn't get the Exeter funds. You still had a decision. People knew what pulling kids out of school for two years for. My wife's a teacher. The kids are not all right. They are doing worse than they've ever had. My wife has taught for 21 years, and this is the worst and the hardest year of dealing with kids. Third and fourth grade, whether it's emotional or just acting out, they don't know how to work socially with their with their peers anymore because they were stuck at home. Yep. And they don't know how to, their social skills are out the window. And can you imagine if there's kids that are kindergarten, first and second grade, they don't know any different. They have no idea what it's like to come to school and fraternize with your friends and not have to be wearing a mask. And you got to walk in a line where you're not allowed. So you have to stay six feet and stay on these little stickers and all yep. that crap. Yep. And you, they just destroyed the school boards. Did it. Every individual school board did this to every individual so child. And that, going back a little bit, is exactly why I voted for Tim Morgan, because he said parental choice. Yeah, that was a lie. <laughs> If you don't want to have football, then we'll knock it off. But I, for one, cannot see passing up on recertifying those helmets and having our kids liable to brain. I just read a whole article on brain test, brain injuries being done at the three universities, and we have no concept. I'm lucky to be able to uh, walk these people because the brain injuries that happened to me when I was growing up are still impacting me now. So, if <laughs> come on, we could go on that one for a little bit. <laughs> you want to do away with when we bought those helmets, I made the statement that if we can't afford to do it right, then let's not do it. And I still feel that way. If you don't, who would have thought? No, I'm just a king of common sense here. But who would have thought smashing your head into other people's heads would cause brain trauma? I don't know. I don't care if you have a helmet on or a leather one on. It's going to it messes it, your brains. Come on, man. Yeah. Common sense here. You play football, you know what comes with it. That's right. Want to have the helmets that protect our kids? Walk on Perky Omen Avenue. Don't fall <laughs> over and get your head smashed. They're going to mandate. That's what to walk on Perky Omen Avenue, Jerry. This supervisor of the school board is going to mandate, or no, this will be a funding thing. They'll just have a big, 
big box full of helmets that you have to put on to walk on it and then they're funding because there's nothing you can cut but it would probably be on that then do away with football program but you are still affecting the socialization of our student body which is nationally recognized as a problem and we are investing in our future we're not I can do without my bottle of scotch for the month is that one of <laughs> I can do without my bottle of scotch. Try it. <laughs> Give it a try, because obviously you're not. That's, that's my that, that's my favorite part of the entire meeting. Now wait, Hank, it gets a little bit better. Seventy dollars a bottle, also. So you know, there's priorities, and to me, seventy dollars a bottle of scotch is my priority. Between the the seventy dollar bottle of scotch and all of the damned polo ponies I've drowned this year, you have any idea how much money I'm lost? This inflation is killing me. Uh, Muffy. Right now, these kids are priority because we've already screwed them. So. At least he's correct about that. Yes, he is. He's 100% correct about that. But when he went into the scotch thing, I, I, I was just like, are you kidding? <laughs> I was listening. And, and initially, I'm not aware of the man because I was pay, I, I know of him. And apparently, he's Spendy McSpenderson. And from people in my neighborhood didn't <laughs> like him. And that's why they tried to get him out. But apparently, the guy's never seen a, a something to spend money on that he didn't like. But when I started listening to him and I had never heard him speak before, I was like, is he drunk? <laughs> yeah. And then he starts talking about scotch. And I'm like, go check that man's bottle, his water bottle. See what's going on. For the record, he's not. Okay, just checking. Okay. it's But but it's just, it, it's like, it, it, there's two instances there where where he's like do, trying to do like a humble brag or something. He's trying to do let My them eat cake. up $500. I, I think he's doing a let them eat cake type of thing. It's Marie or, Antoinette. Or let them drive Teslas nowadays. Did you hear that's a new one? It's not let them eat cake anyway for Marie. It's it's Biden's let them drive Teslas. He's Marie Antoinette. Hmm. So uh, there there's that. I mean, that's it's really as much as I can stomach anyway. So it's... But I did... The whole thing with the, the it goes against the the um, there's nothing to cut. Well, yeah. seriously, you're you're not going to get rid of the football team. No, you're no, not. It's not going to happen. So, I would guarantee between you and I, if they pulled their entire budget and we did itemization on all of it, I guarantee you, I could find enough cuts that actually would send the taxpayers back some money for their property tax and their school taxes when I was on the school board and they made, they did this dodge. Okay. The thing that I, that I did was I said, okay, so here's what we do. You give me uh, the business manager and a copy of the budget in 20 minutes, I will bring you $10 million in cuts, but you have to promise to pass exactly what I give you. Otherwise I'm not wasting my time. Who's in? And they put my hand up. (laughs) They're not interested. Of course not. They have no interest. And they really, I don't believe for one second that they think that there's nothing to cut. So, you know, I had a whole other segment planned, but uh, it's, it's, it's wrapped around how much they're paying for shipping in books. And, and it's, I, I just, I don't have the stomach to go through it. I honestly don't. Honestly, I don't think anyone really cares about it. It's yeah. shipping costs. Shipping costs, I get it. It's another thing. Again, there's nothing, there's nothing to, to cut. There's nothing to cut, Yeah. 
That's a just shipping cost. When you, when you have when you have the greatest <laughs> let the meat cook moment. There's nothing to cut. What are you there's, talking about? There's nothing. We can't even cut shipping, despite the fact that we had somebody come in and teach us how to cut our shipping costs. And Me. how much did that cost us? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I went and set them up with a whole program right. and they still can't get it right. It doesn't. I'm telling you, and it's again, it's what everyone says. When it's not your money, you don't give a shit. It's the truth. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll be the show, basically. You know, I think we're going to take calls now, Kev. Okay. Uh, let's give that a shot. Uh, the number 484 668 1663. One more time. Four eight four six six eight one six six three. This is about a ten or twelve second delay, so it's going to take a minute to uh, to to get some calls in. And four eight four six six eight one six six three, or it might happen pretty quickly. Okay, get ready. Here it comes. Do you like my ring? Love that, Jeremy Corbin. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air with uh, Jerry and Kev. I just can't take it. I can't take listening to the show and not being on the show. Kevin, <laughs> you're just so damn lucky. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. He is lucky. He and gets I, to be with me. I can't take it. I, I just can't take it, Mr. Gellis. <laughs> you know, Kevin, I, I just, <clears throat> I'm sitting here. I listen to the whole thing. I'm wondering about, you know, my scot- my taste in scotch, whether or not I'm... I'm <laughs> Buying the right bottle of scotch. Uh, well, how much did it cost, Ted? Um, I buy uh, Cuddy Sark. It's like uh, 20 bucks. I'm sure that that's really good, but it, it's not up to Bob Quinter's status. It's not $70 a bottle, Ted. Come it's on. not up to Bob Quinter's status. And, and here's the thing. I can tell them a whole bunch of areas where they can cut. And, in fact, I know Kevin can, too. Mm-hmm. I know that we could take a look at their budget and say, hmm, your um, schedules at the junior high at the high school are very expensive. Um, we could make some cuts uh, that wouldn't involve football helmets or football or anything else. You know, the scare tactics that they're using. Yep. Um, we could make some cuts. We could. Would it involve scotch? <laughs> well... <laughs> it, he's willing to pay 80 bucks a month so that somebody else can uh, have their medication uh, I think that's a good thing right I, I think there's like we've talked about I think there's just so many different things to cut and like you, Ted just kind of touched on what we were talking about earlier you know I mean what do you want kids with brain damage yeah what, what, what do you want everybody to die yeah that's what it, it's just the, Ted it's just the you see what they're doing it's just the light tense build up to that because eventually when when they start getting hearing back from people saying oh my gosh you're raising taxes 1.5 percent well in, in fronts it was like well we have to do this there's nothing to cut and then they're just going to get the shits of and be like what do you want kids to die you know what I mean? Right. How many times have we seen that? Right. Yeah. Do you want kids to die? Do you don't want them to read? Do you, yeah. you, know, you know, all yeah. these things. And it's like, well, what you're doing right now isn't doing very well. Right. So, yeah. you know, but let's, I, I do want to reflect a little bit on the, uh, you know, the, the, the other topics, uh, the walking tour. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't stop in at the vape shop um, because we did stop. I the think vape shop. that making, making things walkable 
for the high school students should include a stop in at the vape shop. Well, we did bring it up. It's just uh, neither of us vape. So, but we did, you bring up an excellent point that it would give an easy walkway for underage kids to buy vape products. Yeah. So that's another attribute of this um, walk. And like I said, like I said, Ted, it is go- almost going to be like the Philadelphia outlet. The walkable Perkyoman Avenue will lead to <laughs> the death of children. Yes. We just did it. Yes, yeah. Did. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that hard well, to put that you, line together. You guys, you guys did that. We, we, we have to at least get this question answered. We, we, we have to get it out there and get the question answered. So, you know, I think you're going to see, you know, coming up that will say, look, we have to get the questions answered. And I think the public needs to know a lot more about the process that led us to where we are today. Like, you know, why are we doing all of these things for Spine and Wellness Center? I, I think we have some questions that have to be answered, and I think they will be answered in the near future. And I think that's one of the things that I've always appreciated you and respected about you, Ted, is that the seeing you at school board meetings, the attention to detail and just being above and beyond of what I'm capable of doing because I don't have the experience with those things that you do, um, but not being afraid to sit and stand there and know exactly what the people on across those tables from you when we were standing at the podium, what they were thinking and everything and not giving a shit and just like, this is what I want. This is the transparency that we, not that we want, this is what I love about Ted. It, 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 he doesn't want it. It's expected because that's, yes, Yes. it's expected and needed because that's exactly what has to happen. I will say this. We are not very good at transparency right now. We are just not. We need to get far better at providing the community the information that we have. And and that's something that we've got to work on. We, We have got to get better at providing the documents, at providing the thinking. That is something that, that I hope we can work on. You know, I'm, I'm committed to working on policies and procedures. I know Dave Vollmer is as well. Um, you know, we, we've got to get better uh, from where we are right now. And, and honestly, what we have found out in the few days that we've been here is that prior boards of supervisors really didn't care about policies, procedures, and systems. They just, they just didn't care. There are none. Was it, so we have a the- lot of work to do. Here's a question for you, Ted. Do you think why do you think it was done? Just rubber stamp bullshit, or do you think it was just because they were lazy? I, Kevin, I have no idea. I, I just, you know, I've lived my life in organizations where policy is is you know primal. Um, you know, I've, I've lived under CBAs and having to to really make sure that we are following procedures, following our policy. Uh, I've had two school districts that I had to take from, you know, no policy or they thought they had a policy into a published um, electronically available policy manual. And it's not an easy task. And it certainly is not sexy. I mean, people look at policy and they're like, ah, who cares? It's like the thing is you can't get anything done without quality and comprehensive policy. And so we have a lot of work to do that. I don't know why they didn't want to have attention to policy and procedure. I don't know. I think I do. Dave Omer has done an incredible job. 
Go ahead. I know Jerry, why. I know why. why because all they were concerned with is a damn Reading Country Club. I mean, quite frankly, that's it. That was the only focus for these people. It's all they were worried about. That and getting an $80 million uh, Taj Mahal municipal complex built. And, you know, which, which high schoolers walking into vape shop. On your tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so, so the, so, the no, township employees I, I can know. walk to get vape materials. <laughs> and beer on the way back to I, I don't know. I just know that there are there are some really uh, very high quality employees who are you know committed to helping us move forward. Um, I think we are committed as as a group to moving forward. I think we are going to do things that people are going to look at and say, "Well, that's not very you know that's not very important." It's like no policy, employee handbooks, procedures, and systems. We can't move forward until we have those things in place, and we are going to do those things. And then, you know, and, and then I think they're going to see some really important uh, progress being made. But it's, it's going to take some time, and we need both of you to keep the attention on so that we are held accountable. And quite frankly, we need the community to say, it's not enough. You're not providing us enough information. We need more. We need to know what you're seeing. We need to know what you're deliberating on. We need to know these, you know, we, we need the community to step up and say, we've got to have more. We, we need more transparency. Uh, and um, I think that will help us as a board make the moves that we need to make. But it's, it's a long-term process. It is not something that is quick and easy. And so all of the, you know, the boo birds that are out there that are, you know, putting out things on social media, asking, you know, why aren't they doing this? It's like, well, I might ask the same question of you. Why didn't you do anything, former supervisors? Why didn't you do a comprehensive policy manual? Why didn't you do an employee handbook? Why didn't you do the things that would allow us to move forward? I might ask you the same question. And Ted, those things that you're talking about, all those things are the foundation. Those are foundational when it comes to running a business, when it runs, because let's be honest, that's what the township is. It's basically a business. And, and those, those are foundational when, you know, policy handbooks, people are like, oh, what do you care about policy handbook? Do you understand that a policy handbook can actually save a community too, also from employees that are disgruntled or whatever? I don't think, and I said this to my father a long time ago when I started running this business. I said, if more people signed the front of a paycheck than signed the back, they'd understand what it takes to make that paycheck. And that goes with the foundation because we... Like because we had we every company that has a policy handbook i don't care if it's the vape shop you know what i mean I'm, you know you have employees you have to have a you you have to have a policy handbook when you have employees and it's the same thing with the township and those things are it's the things that people this is why i love to have because it's so it's such attention to details it's way more than i do and just that type of stuff is foundational when you're running a township or you're running a business or whatever those things are, are the foundation of this community, and then you build from that. And it's like I give you guys credit because that's why I asked that question, was it laziness or was it just not caring or whatever, is that we're running in. You see people like Dave Vollmer, those guys, and you guys all care and want to get involved. And what it takes is a community also that wants to know. And I think too many people just don't give a shit because they just want to go along and get along. And have been with Jerry and I were talking about this earlier. They're all go along, rubber stamp, all that. It all goes into one big ball. And it takes a community of caring. Well, and- I think you're you're absolutely right in in recognizing Dave Bomer. He has, I mean, the, the advantage we have 
in all that he did in investigating as an auditor, you know, for for six months, getting all that information and then being able to provide that to us, it, it, it is there is no you cannot put a value on what Dave Vollmer brings because of his investigation of our policies and procedures and systems. And that is something we, we are learning as we as we go along. It's like, holy smokes, are you kidding? You know, it's really, you know, these people just let these things go on. And so it's I, I think, again, I don't think the people in the community can appreciate and understand how much has been not done and how much that impacts what we can do moving forward. We've got a lot to undo and we are working on it and we're learning every single day. And yes, we are, we are responding. We are, we are looking at social media. We're responding to people. I, I think the criticism about transparency is very valid. We need to get better on that. Um, we will. Uh, but it's, it's going to take us some time to do that. And, you know, we're going to get to places where we need to be, but it's, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be October, November, all these things that people, Oh, can you, can you get this done? Can you get that done? It's like, I really wish I could. You all jumped in a boat that has holes in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, we have to keep, we have to keep, you know, getting the water out, but then we also have to plug those holes. Yep. So we've, we've got some great people. We've got some great people in uh, the township uh, administration that we are working with. We've got, uh, you know, we, we, we are going to make some progress. It's probably not going to be as fast as people want, but uh, we're working on it. And I would, I would encourage the school district to do the same kind of self reflection, self-analysis, and really come up with some, I, I have to believe, I mean, I, I could give them some uh, some areas where they could cut, you know, that don't involve Mr. Quincher's scotch bottle. <laughs> Ted, um, they don't have it in them. I was just going to say, I just I, and when Ted <laughs> said that, I instantly thought of Motley Crue, he's a dreamer, that song, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if Motley Crue is in Jerry's uh, playlist, but you're certainly in the right, uh, you know, the right uh, uh, sort of uh, venue there. Board by board reform. That's what. It's hey, you take. guys did a great job tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, keep doing, you know, great stuff, Kevin. You know, you you'll learn how much you have to control, Mr. Gellis. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think you did made a great start on that tonight. Thanks, man. So, so Ted, if I can just give you a little bit of advice, since you know, being a supervisor. If I were you, Certainly. I would learn how to be forward thinking. Okay. Forward thinking. Okay. <laughs> because that's apparently I, I the will. key. And don't ever say there's nothing to cut because we will destroy you. <laughs> so it's not enough to be three word thinking or two word thinking. Yes. You have to be forward thinking. Yes, and, you do. You know, if, if I was really advanced, I'd be five word thinking. Mm-hmm. Don't get crazy. That's after the scotch. Yeah. That's after the $70 bottle of scotch. Which, that you know, that was earlier this week. It, it, you know, it might be $72 by now. I mean, inflation. I want to know what kind of scotch he's drinking that costs him 70 bucks a bottle. Is he drinking the Macallan 20-year? Or, oh, that's you the know, blue label. What's he doing that's 
costing him seventy bucks. The blue or the black label? The blue level super expensive, but the black label will probably be around seventy bucks. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Sounds like the the, the mid. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ted. Thanks hey, for calling, thanks man. Thanks for what you guys are doing. Thanks for Appreciate the shoes, Ted. It. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Talk to you later. There we go. Newly elected supervisor Ted Gardella called. Very nice. Very he nice. he can't get enough. He he can't stay away. Right. He's a good guy. <laughs> okay, and that that's a uh, that's a nice punctuation on episode number thirteen of the Exeter Underground Hyper Local News and Analysis for Exeter. Um, We'll have more for next week. Next week's show, we're going to have a supervisor's meeting to talk about. And uh, what are you getting at? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, absolutely. One of the things that we need to do is congratulate all of the Exeter graduates as well as, you know, graduates of other schools too here in Exeter. Uh, I know we have a bunch of Burke's Catholic kids. We probably have some Burke's Christian kids as well. Yep. And uh, congratulations to all the graduates and, and all to the, their parents. Yes, and all the sports kids, too. Good job. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I was at the bonfire with uh, um, Rifton, my son's moving on to seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And we are at the bonfire last week, and it was really cool to see the girls' softball team come back yeah. with the fire trucks and everything, and everybody was standing by the road. It was super cool, and it's, what, three district champions this year? Three district champions this it's year. Crazy. It's crazy. And the girls' softball team did lose today. Yeah. So can't win everything. State. No, you can't. But I mean, it, it was, you know, as I said, it, it, it was the, the best season in Exeter softball history. And I, I've spoken to more than one person who said this was the best sports year ever for Exeter. Awesome. So, awesome. yeah, it, it, it's a good thing. Sports awesome. shouldn't be cut. All the Congrats to everybody on those teams. And with that, we're going to say good night uh, next week. Again, we will have uh, more on the supervisors meeting. We might have a guest, which I'll tell you about after. I haven't told you about this yet. Um, pay attention to the Exeter Examiner because Ted just gave me an article to write. Transparency is a problem at Exeter. Mm-hmm. They're admitting it. Or people running, saying they're going to do something and then don't do it. More that. <laughs> Thank you for listening and get the podcast afterwards at any of your favorite uh, pod catchers. It's available everywhere. Apple, Google, this one, that one, everywhere. And uh, do us a favor and tell Ted 10 friends, not Ted friends. Tell 10 friends. Ted already told his friends. Ted friends and family. Yeah. Tell 10 friends and and family family. and then have them tell 10. Yep. And uh, we'll get everybody informed eventually locally which it's more important than federal yes a hundred percent it's it's the best to uh when you finally get people realizing that you can change your local government you are not going to change your federal government good luck good luck on writing joe biden and telling them that to lower gas prices and stop the craziness green new deal good luck it's not gonna work nope nope but you know what you can get ted gardella to do something yeah you can call ted here's his number no i'm just kidding Okay, everybody, thanks very much for listening, and uh, good night. Thank you for joining us for the Exeter Underground. Join us again next week for more news and analysis of all that is happening in Exeter. This has been a production of Jerry Gelliff Media.